It's time for the Hadit.com radio show. It's time for the Basser Hour. The Basser Hour is a look at issues that affect today's veteran. The Basser Hour is brought to you by www.hadit.com. If you need help with the VA, log on to hadit.com. Now, here's your host, Jay Basser. Welcome, folks, to another edition of the Basser Hour. Got my guest here today, our co-host, Mr. Gerald Cook. How you doing, Gerald? I'm doing just fine, John. Thank you. Thank you. Hope you are too. Oh yeah, we're always good. Anytime you're good. Anytime you're above ground, you're doing good. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Don't want to be a member of the Six Foot Under Club today. I posted on Facebook yesterday three things that make your blood pressure rise. I don't like eating country ham with salt. First one's the driving down the road and seeing a wheel and tire pass you up. Second one's backing your boat down the water and you go park in your truck, realizing you got the boat plug in your pocket. <laughs> I make your blood pressure rise. And the next thing is pulling a 13 foot tall camper around a curve at 60 mile an hour and, what you, and you see an 11 foot underpass. No. But uh, on a serious note, there's some benefits that uh, really don't get talked about that much on Haddon. And, uh, you know, of course, not everybody qualifies for these benefits, but uh, I think that's something we need to discuss and uh, hope it uh, gives a good idea to the listeners. Now, the VA has programs uh, available for veterans. And uh, we'll start off. You've got uh, adaptive housing. You've got the automobile, automobile grant and uh, things like that, other benefits. But I want to get into these things and kind of go through. And uh, with the help of Gerald here, I'd like to uh, give a give a little bit of introduction to them and what they are. Uh, a lot of folks, you know, really don't understand what they are. But uh, we'll start off, um, I'm thinking, we'll start off in the automotive, automotive, VA automotive grant. And uh, we'll go there. And tell me what it is. Yeah, now on this automotive grant, uh, John, for instance, if if your wheelchair, you know, uh, uh, you use a wheelchair, wheelchair bound, uh, uh, they'll give you a certain amount of money to buy a vehicle, I believe, uh, a grant, and and also put a wheelchair mount in it and what have you. Yeah, well, they've got it broke down now. I mean, they've got an automobile allowance, and they've got a yeah. grant. There's two different things there. And you also have an automotive adaptive because that's the part that puts in your list and things like that. Yeah. So, now, if you're uh, if you qualify, service members and veterans may be eligible for a one-time payment of no more than $20,114.34 toward the purchase of an automobile or other conveyance. Okay. The grant's paid directly to the person that sells the automobile and the service member veteran may only receive the automobile grant once in their lifetime. That means if you want to buy a vehicle and you've got service-connected disabilities to qualify for it, then they should give you eight or 20000 to put down on it, which basically... If you buy the right vehicle, that right there pay for the whole thing just about. Unless you want to get a Cadillac. Yeah. And uh, certain service members and veterans may also be eligible for an adaptive equipment. The adaptive equipment is uh, it's power steering, power brakes, power windows, power seats, and special equipment necessary to assist the old person getting the vehicle lifts and things like that. Um, now, the automobile itself, the one-time... $20,000 deal is one time, but now VA may provide financial assistance to purchasing adaptive equipment more than one time. So it's paid, you know, so if you have a, a vehicle and you use it and you trade it and get another vehicle, they'll should pay for it again. 
Okay. Oh, now, on the equipment? Yes. Okay. We'll make sure everybody understands that. You know, the automobile grants, one-time deal. Uh-huh. You know. Now, eligibility requirements for the automobile grant. You must be either a service member who is still on active duty or a veteran, and you must have one of the following disabilities that are rated as service-connected or treated as a service-connected under Title 38 U.S.C. 1151, or for a service member the result of a disease incurred or injury contracted and aggravated by active duty. So, for example, if you get your leg blowed off in Iraq, you qualify. Okay. Now, disabilities are... One, loss or permanent loss of use of one or both feet. Loss or permanent loss of use of one or both hands. Right, that means loss means if you have an amputated or you have a neurological, neurological condition or a stroke that doesn't allow you to use your feet or your hands. It doesn't have to be both, just one. If you're permanently impaired of vision in both eyes to a certain degree, or you have a severe burn injury, or you suffer from Lou Gehrig's disease or amyotrophic lateral sclerosis, which is ALS. Okay, and that's only the criteria. Okay, if you've got a severe burn injury, if you've got a loss of use for hand or loss of use for foot, I'm getting close to that myself. I might get me a new truck, Gerald. Oh, yeah. A shaky replacement. <clears throat> The shaky replacement. Yeah. Well. Now, for the adaptive grant, the equipment for that, you must be a service member who is still on active duty or a veteran and meet the disability requirements above, or, here's the big word, or, or, that's a pretty powerful word, have ankylosis or immobility of a joint of one or both knees or hips that the VA recognizes as being service-connected or treats as a service-connected under the 38 U.S.C. 1151. So if you go have surgery and the VA screws your hip up and it locks it up, then you qualify. So basically... That's the requirements for that. And I'm thinking uh, wheelchair-bound veterans ought to be able to get in here, too. You know what I mean? Well, now, uh, I, the BA put a lift in my truck for yes, me. Yes, they did. <laughs> and uh, seeing I, at that time that they put it in, I didn't have any service connection. Now I have 20%. But, well, that doesn't uh, matter. That, it doesn't matter. As long as you're a veteran and you yeah, and you're that, required that's right. that yeah and yeah. Uh, uh it was a good lift now there's certain lifts they won't install mm-hmm. and there's certain lifts uh, they don't want these ones that hook into where your trailer hitch ball goes they don't no want they that. want the ones that pick it up put a crane back there yeah they put a, a regular Electric truck lift on mine. Yeah. That's a little truck crane in it. Now, yeah. here's your evidence requirements. To support a claim for automobile allowance, the evidence must show that you are service-connected or are treated as if service-connected under Title 38, USC 1151, or a service member. You notice how they use the or treated as a service-connected if you want an 1151 claim, it's not really service-connecting it, but they're treating it as disservice-connected. Uh, why they do that, I do not know, but it should be the same. Okay. Now, and uh, uh, John, yeah. uh, to back up here, if they treat you as though you are service-connected, uh, uh, for instance... On copay, they say you have mm-hmm. no copay. Uh, now, one reason is because what you're over 50%. The other mm-hmm. reason is because you pass a means test. Yeah, I you seven. Uh, due to my involvement with one, one, uh, one twelve Chad. You hit the nail on the head, girl. 
uh, and that uh, they treat me as though I am a uh, uh, totally. They treat you hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. They do. Well, it goes off your priority group fifty percent or above, or it also goes on because it puts you in a different group too, and. Uh, if you're in a special group like uh, 112 SHAD or uh, Agent Orange Registry or anything like that, yeah. they should have different parameters for those issues. And uh, yours, fortunately, is a uh, you know it's still it's it's an unadjudicated process, but I think maybe we'll get you situated here within the year, anyways. It's about time. Yeah. yeah. And but you know this is a it's pretty cool. Uh, if you have this, if you meet this evidence, you know the loss of use of one or both feet, or the loss of use of both one or both hands, then you should automatically qualify. Now, that does also include neurological deficits. So, uh, if you've got uh, problems with uh, your ulnar median nerves and you can't use your hand, or you, you know, then uh, they'll have to assign the total loss on it. You know, you have to have the VA to adjudicate that. But now, if you uh, if you have visual acuity of 2200 or less in the better eye of the glasses and uh, you basically you get one too but I don't think I'm going to be driving when I can't see no they ain't, ain't I'd one of them cars that drives and they've got severe burn injuries and all if you've got uh, deep full thickness burns scar yeah. formation you know that's something there and that closes the knee or hip due to service neck disability. Um, if you want to apply for this, you need to complete VA, VA Form 214502, application for automobile or other conveyance and adaptive equipment, military regional office, or work with an accredited representative or agent, or go to the regional office and fill it out yourself, you know, do it that way. So that about covers that issue, you know. Eight twenty grand is a pretty good lick for a car. Our truck, yes, you know. it is. You know, of course, the way these vehicles are so expensive now, it's unbelievable. Well, it's yeah. out, they're outrageous, actually. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's still, you know, it's better than nothing. I'll tell yeah. you that. If you can lay twenty grand down on a, even a down payment on an automobile or, or yeah. something, uh, put with your trade-in, uh, you can. And probably get a really, really nice vehicle. Yes. I would think. Um, probably good. I mean, it's, you know, you can get you a new Chevrolet truck with a V8 in it, a crew cab. Yeah. And uh, you can get an LT model for probably twenty-eight, thirty thousand. So if you get 10000 out of your trade and turn around and put twenty down, you're, you're done. You can just. And you don't, you have to only just pay tax on the difference. You're done. Yeah. Um, so that's a good thing to know. Mm-hmm. And if you plan to secure a vehicle, uh, be certain to check this out. Uh, it's mm-hmm. it's real important. I mean, you know, twenty thousand in anybody's uh, uh, pocket is <laughs> uh, that. That's nothing to sneeze at. No, it's not. I guess you probably have to keep that thing for a while, too. You know, you don't want to... Well, you, you know, <laughs> I mean, I don't know uh, how long you're supposed to keep it, but you would keep it. Yeah. Myself, I'd keep it till it wouldn't run no more. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, that's a pretty good deal, though, you know what I mean? All right, we're trying to break this down into four different categories tonight, folks. We've covered the first 15 minutes on the automotive grant. hope that uh, this information was beneficial to some good folks, which is pretty cool, uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That is so. good. You know, that's good information there because mm-hmm. there's a lot of veterans out here. I, I can see even though they they may not even be in a wheelchair, uh, but they can just barely hobble around, and you know it's not more likely it's not going to be very long before they are in a wheelchair. That's so true. keep this in mind. Uh, uh, it's important to to know uh, so you don't uh, 
run out and waste a lot of money or buy something uh, and if just a few dollars more you could buy something that really accommodate you. You can. That's what you need to do. Yes, sir. Now, we're running to Section 2, Mr. Cook, and uh, this is there's two sections to this. This is a benefit that most investors better take advantage of. If you're not, there's a problem because this is a VA home loan. That's the best benefit the government's ever produced. Uh, it's a great, you know, there's yeah. you can't beat it. You cannot beat it. Most banks require 20% down on a house, 10 or 20%. So if you buy $100,000, dollars 10000 20000 bucks, you've got to pay out of your pocket. Yeah. Me, I want my money in my pocket. I don't want to put to pay nothing down if I don't have to. That's right. Here comes the VA loan. The VA loan is a good deal. The VA helps service members, veterans, and eligible surviving spouses to become homeowners. As part of our mission to serve you, they provide a home loan guarantee benefit and other housing-related programs to help you buy, build, repair, retain, or adapt a home for your own personal occupancy. Now, I covered all that in one sentence. Uh, we'll cover each one of those. VA home loans are provided by private lenders like banks and mortgage companies. And the VA guarantees a portion of the loan and enables a lender to provide you with more favorable terms. Yeah. And it's true. More favorable terms. Um, now, the facts about a VA home loan is this. Anytime you buy a home and you don't put 20% or more down on a home. The banks have to charge you for interest insurance called mortgage insurance or PMI. Have you heard that, Gerald? Yes, I have. And PMI is basically an insurance bill you got to pay the bank in case you default on your loan that insurance pays your house off. But you're providing it. And that could cost you a couple hundred bucks a month for that stuff, depending on you know, what your house is. That's true. Sure is. That, that hurts. I mean, a couple hundred bucks, that's fishing money, you know, or something like that. That's what you have to worry about, you know. That sucks. That sucks. But now, I know I switched over from a conventional loan to a GI loan and was able to knock my payments way down, interest rates way mm-hmm. down. I think it was uh, my interest rate three point something. But uh, 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 which it was a smart move because I was paying a lot more. Mm-hmm. Uh, now uh, I got a lower payments, lower interest rates. Mm-hmm. They wanted me to take a hundred percent loan. I didn't do it. Uh, I didn't want to. Oh, that much money! I could have got a hundred percent loan now. Well, let me explain a minute how they do that, Gerald. You did a refinance, right? Uh, it was just you on the it. house. I was just going after the lower hmm. interest rate, but I switched right, now, it over from that's a one of the program to a, G, to a GI loan. Yeah. Yes. See, if you got a conventional loan and you want to refinance on the VA, you can actually do a VA refinance. A VA yeah. finance takes that conventional loan, takes out your mortgage insurance payment, and then gives you a better interest rate. And you can actually build, bury up to 100% of your house's value. So I don't recommend doing it for a lot of folks, but if you've got some credit card debt and things like that, and you've got some equity in your house, and you want to get all, get that monkey off your back, you can do that. Absolutely. I know people that have. And, mm-hmm. and, and it's successful. Uh, it works. And it's it's helped them immensely, you know. Yeah. It took them, like you say, got that monkey off their back, and at the same mm-hmm. time, uh, they're they're back into a pay schedule that they can actually meet. Uh, yes, cash flow is an issue. Yes. Now, what is a VA guaranteed loan, Joe? Well, VA guaranteed loan. If you default, VA or uh, whoever uh, buys a contract from the VA, 
if if they sell them, uh, your loan's uh, guaranteed to the lender. Mm-hmm. A VA contract guaranteed loan can be used to buy a home, either a new one or an existing home, or refinance an existing loan. It's an equal opportunity for all qualified veterans to obtain a home loan. And if you have a house and you sell your house to buy another house, you can do it again. There's no limit. Yeah, this is not my first VA loan. I had one before and paid it off. Right. uh, But another thing I did, uh, when I done mine, I was for sure... Because of the low interest rates, mm-hmm. uh, we're, we have no way of knowing what next week, next month, or what have you, the interest rates are going to be. Should they jump up to uh, 7, 8, 10%, mm-hmm. uh, or even higher? I've seen them a lot higher. Uh, I have an assumable loan. Uh, with qualified people that uh, they can assume my loan under my interest rates Mm -hmm. uh, that I have locked in. And that's a good selling feature. Uh, So if you do refinance, be sure you have that clause in there. I don't know if that's automatic or not, John, do you? What's that? Uh, Where... Uh, like if you was to sell your house, uh, you could actually uh, let someone assume your loan. That depends on the bank and your and your negotiation. I mean, I don't think it's a cut rate or a, or, or a cut and dry issue. Uh, well, you have well, to. Mine uh, is because they put it in yeah. the contract. Mm-hmm. Uh, but remember, that's the context between you and the bank. And that's how they did it. So, some don't, some do, Gerald. Okay. Yeah. These banks differ, you know how they are. Now, but their stipulation is approved. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, if people are not creditworthy, you know, naturally they're not going to do it. For not creditworthy. Right. You have to have a beacon score and things like that at certain points, and have to be. You have to, yeah. you have to qualify, just like buying a house yourself, you know. So. Yeah, but you now, you do get the advantage of the lower interest rate. Yes, you do. If you're approved. Now, here's the good deal. You want to take out a VA loan, or you want to refinance your existing house into a VA loan. And you want to yank out some cash, pay some bills off, whatever you want to do. You know, check your interest rates and call the VA lender and talk to them, and they'll send you some paperwork. And if you're a member of Had It and you've got uh, a disability listed on your uh, profile page there, anywhere from 10% to 100%, it doesn't matter. First thing the bank's going to try to do is charge you a funding fee, a VA funding fee. That's usually one to two percent of the value of the house. So, for example, you go buy a hundred and fifty thousand dollar house, one percent is fifteen hundred bucks, right? Most mm-hmm. time you have to pay that, you know. But if you have a service connected disability, that's waived. Did you know that, Gerald? Yes, I did. That funding fee is waived, yes, sir. Waived mine, too. So that's the issue. Okay. That's the issue. Funding fee is waived. to remember. Yep, write this stuff down. We can play this show over again. It'll be in the archives, too. So you get your funding fee waived, and you're ready to party and buy your house. You know, you do your stuff, and... You have a VA inspection done, which is a little more stringent than a regular inspection. They want to make sure all your T's are crossed and your I's are dotted, and you sign each line and put a period into every sentence, you know. That's a very rigorous inspection. You know, I mean, it's, it's pretty general. They'll come through and check your house out, and they'll do an appraisal. If it's an appraisal for what, uh, for if you, what you're wanting or if you're buying a house, it doesn't appraise for what you're buying it for. You can actually, if you want to, you can pay, uh, you know, if there's several folks bidding on a house, then you can actually uh, you can raise your offer a little bit and pay some out of pocket if you have to because you're saving some money anyways. Yeah. But in a situation like that, they're trying to jack the house up more than what it's worth. I'm going elsewhere. You know what I mean, George? Well, yeah. Next. Uh, I didn't have to worry about that because I was refinancing. That's right. Uh, That's right. Now, what gets me is if you're a disabled veteran 
or a veteran, you're using VA money, and you're getting 100% money, but you live in California, and you're out here and you're looking at a VA loan for a $2 million house, and things are expensive out there, especially in the San Francisco area. If I've got a house out there and I've got equity in it, or I've got a house paid for, I'm going to sell that house and I'm going back east. Because they, the real estate market is jacked up so bad in some of these parts of the country, and uh, that it, it's outrageous. You know, there's no reason for real estate to be that high. You know, land in Kentucky is just as valuable as land in California. The only problem is Kentucky's not going to fall off into the ocean one of these days. So, you know, if your market's too high and you, and you, you, you don't have any, you know, there's nothing tying you there, get out of Dodge. You know, because that's my goal is to do a traveling show because as soon as I get situated, we're going to, we're going to slap this place on the market, and I want to just travel. You know, that's always been a goal of mine to do. I mean, there's too much beautiful, too much beautiful scenery, too many beautiful places to see in this country. Too many fish to catch. Oh, absolutely. That's right. That's why they call me Jay Bachelor, folks. I like to fish. If I played golf, my name would be Jay Golfer. <laughs> <laughs> So, well, now, I like to just goof around, so they call me mm. Jay Goofer. <laughs> they call you Jay Tinker. <laughs> Tinker. <laughs> but no. But remember, your home is your home. It's your castle. Now, you've got your house, and you've got a problem. You've got these doors in your house, and you're in a wheelchair. And you have a hard time, you can't get down the steps, and you can't get downstairs, and you can't get out the front porch because of steps. Well, you got a problem. Because I'm sure your wife's going to pick your butt up and carry you. You know what I mean, Gerald? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she will. And you need uh, to call the VA. Say, hey, I need some help. They'll send somebody over and they'll talk to you. You need to go apply for an adaptive housing grant, which they'll adapt your house. They'll make it easier for you to, to navigate in that house. Yes, they you know. will. And uh, they'll put your ramps on. They'll make your door 36 inches wide and fix your countertops and things where you can reach them in a wheelchair. And they'll put the suicide handles on the side of your commode in case you, you know, keep them falling in. Yeah. And uh, they'll do that for you. And that's not grant for that. And uh, I think they're going to let you choose a contractor with the drill. Do you do it or they do it? I think it has to be an approved contractor, right. and uh, which they will supply you with a list of names or right. advise you of one that's uh, been approved by the VA to do that type of work. Uh, that's my right. understanding. That's a fact. So and, they'll come uh, in, they'll fix your house up and get you situated, you know, and make life easier for you. You know, that's one issue. You know, they they need to make your life as easy as possible, you know, to make you mobile and make you feel as comfortable as possible in order to regain your freedom to be able to move around. You know, yes. because, you know, we feel trapped enough. Our service-neck disabilities keep us, you know, we, it keeps us from doing a lot of stuff, you know. I mean, I like to do things, and uh, you get where you can't start using your arms like that and your hands reaching and things like that. It makes you feel, you know, you feel pretty sad. You know, you try to help do stuff, but, you know, there's certain things you can't do. Yeah. If you get lung problems and things like that, just doing something assertive, you know, will, you know, will set you down. So, well, that's... And also, they'll refurbish your bathroom for you and put you in... Yeah. I guess they'll in a walk-in tub, won't they? Yeah, they should put you in... Or lot you so much take. money to... Uh, re redo your bathrooms. Whatever it takes. Yeah. You know, whatever it takes. I mean, that's the issue. You know, what you know. There's, of course, there's limitations to what they can do. You know, they're uh -huh. not going to build you a brick mansion with a, you know, with a building underground storage, or storm shelter, or, you know, a nuke shelter or something like that. But uh, you know, they'll make things easier for you. And they'll send people out to talk to you, and you know, contractors and things like that, and they'll check out the programs. See what's available. 
Yeah. There should be a lot of, there's a lot of help available to them, you know. And uh, with the VA in that situation, is usually pretty good because you're dealing with folks that do that every day. Now, I've heard some folks having some issues with, uh, I guess, independent living bunch. And, uh, but uh, I think Alex had a problem with them about a greenhouse, didn't he, Drew? Oh, yes, he did. Yeah, major league but, problem with uh, it. They ended up, they gave him the money for the greenhouse, I believe. Well, he beat them. He took them to court, didn't he? Yeah, he had date in court, but he, yeah. he won his, uh, his case. Uh, well, if you got to put up with that, that ain't right. Well, you shouldn't have fight for everything. No, you shouldn't have fight for nothing like that, you know. But, you know, that's, uh, I mean, there's, you know, that's part of the uh, uh, vocational rehab. You know, if you're unrehabable, if, you, if you're totally and permanently disabled, they'll at least give you an independent living thing and uh, make you make your life easier, too. That's whether exactly whatever right. You know, whatever you're into, whatever hobbies, you know, if you woodwork and things like that, if you fish or whatever, they'll help you do things like that. Of course, they're not going to buy you a bass boat or a golf cart, but, you know, they'll do something to help you. Well, they you know, put in greenhouses, evidently. So. Yeah, well, that's a hobby. You know, you like to grow stuff, and it's growing food, so it has a benefit. Yes, it does. That's a fact. And, so, but, you know, that's just a couple of things the VA does, you know, with their, uh, you know, of course, now they're... I haven't seen uh, too many complaints about this stuff. You know, they're just spot on. So usually once a veteran gets service neck, once you get permanent total, you know, things flow a lot easier, you know, until you ask for an increase or something like that. And then you're up against the same the same embattled turmoil situation over and over again. But Yeah. You know, once you get your foot in the door and situated, same thing Social Security. They, they, they try to treat you pretty nice, too, once you get situated. You know, unless they come, let's say, retaliate or something that you do. Happens every day. So we sent a post on had it where your exam starts and you walk in the waiting room. That's a true story. That Eyeballs is true. Are on you and yeah, you. absolutely, that's true. Eyeballs are on you when it first. Yeah, I agree with that. But if you're disabled, as you say you are, and you service next for it, you know, I'm sure that uh, you know it'll it'll show. You know, mental health. You know, it's not going to show anything because. They can't see inside of you, but you know if you if you use a cane, use it. Wheelchair, use it. You, you know, know last last time I was at the VA, which wasn't a couple of weeks ago, a week and a half ago, they told me the nurse, uh, nurse practitioner, said, "Well, we watched you get out of your truck." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. That's the fiesta. That's an ordeal itself, Gerald. Well, yeah, it is. I mean, you know, Mm -hmm. I just, I have a hard time getting out, getting in a wheelchair. And uh, uh, they let it out of the bag that they've watched me get out of the truck and everything. said, boy, you have a hard time, don't you? And I said, yeah, it's not the easiest thing. You know, well, it just no takes, the wind, takes the wind out of it. And, and It'd be nice to have one. you a van where you can just ride up in there and ride out of it and go in there. Well, that's going to be my next vehicle mm. will be a van. Uh, I think you uh, might well qualify for that now, Gerald. I, I might be able to. I was going to ask. I don't know. I I have to yeah. ask, see if I can. I qualify yeah. for... Uh, 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 that automobile, if I could take. Uh, well, you need your van. Twenty thousand. Yeah, twenty thousand. Just about to take care of it. Well, maybe a little more. I, I yeah. them, uh, and then get to be able to put the proper lift in it. Uh, that's part I of the adaptive grant. That's that, that's over and above. Yeah. Okay. That 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 don't that don't come out of twenty thousand. So if I can take that, Matt, uh, then yeah. I would be in pretty good shape. Yes, you would. 
Yes, you would. You know, you could have a trail on SDR show, get you a van. I could put do that. Put a satellite on top of it. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. One of them yeah, pop-up jobbers, you know. Yeah, they got them get tracking that. ones, I guess, now. Get that. Well, get that Sprinter van or that Nissan's got that big front end on it and opened up. Have you a side where you can just pull your wheelchair all the way up front and yeah. have half chairs and the rest of it, you know. You can do that. Uh-huh. Unless you like but one fellow I seen the other day in Lexington, B.A., here. I looked at that and brought this wheelchair in. I, that thing was about six feet wide. <laughs> Biggest thing I've seen in my life. I'm serious. That dude, I don't know. I feel sorry for him. They brought him in. took two people to push him in. He's a big boy. Yep. Well, you know, a lot sorry. of that is caused from medications that veterans take. And, yep, uh, whatever it is. I didn't realize until I'd seen so many uh, really heavy veterans uh, down at uh, Branson at the Welcome Home deal they had down there. A lot of them, didn't they? And, I mean, huge guys. That'd be over 400 pounds. I've seen them, buddy. I've seen them. uh, I was talking to some of them. They all said it's... They got me, got us on this medicine, so we got to take them or we're going to die. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it just puts weight on them. Well, there's some you can't blame them, you know, for not exercise. I mean, they're just not able. Well, that's sad, but that's true. It is that's true. That's true situation. And used to, you know, you'd look at someone really heavy and in a wheelchair or something and say, well, if they'd lose a 150, 200 pounds, maybe they could walk around. Well, it's not, uh, it's not, <laughs> it's not quite that. Easier said than done. Yeah. Yeah, so. especially when your medicine's working against you. That's true, you know. And maybe someday they'll the make enough advancements that, uh, we uh, hope they can. can. Yeah, I hope they can. Yes. Yep. So we got now. We got the automobile grant, and we got the adaptive housing grant, and we've got now. You know the VA home loan situation. We talk about that. I think the VA will make a direct loan in some cases straight to you, won't they, Gerald? I believe they will. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. I got a deal, and I want yeah. all of you. To, uh, well, that's the wrong one. Uh, grants. That's be this. Mm-hmm. The grants. Uh, go to grants.gov. Mm-hmm. Grants.gov. G R A N T S dot gov. And they got a whole list of grants. Yeah. Well, that's, that's just a grants list of government grants, you know. I mean, yeah, it, it, some pertain to veterans, but a lot of them don't. Yes, that's true. But you know. uh, pick through there because uh, uh, they got uh, quite a few to pick from. And uh, I got all categories. I didn't click on just... Uh, uh, veterans, but uh, some <laughs> of them, <laughs> there's a lot of them, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of these can be applied to veterans, and so if you can utilize some, go ahead and do it. Right. But that's grants.gov, there's, mm-hmm. there's a lot of them. Right. That's true. Now, <clears throat> The VA aims to help folks, you know. They've got their programs. You've got your independent living program for the seriously disabled vets, and you've got, uh, you know, you've got, I guess, unless you go to school and the other one, you know, you can go get some education and maybe find you a job. And, uh, you know, the VA compensation basically is set based on the 
loss of earnings capacity to your service-connected disabilities cost you in the working marketplace, working environment. It's different than Social Security because Social Security's got a book, and their book tells you about every job and what you know requirements are for each job. The VA is based mostly on the manufacturing environment, so their scale is a lot higher. You know that, Joe? Yeah. And it's based on percentages from 10 to 100. So, unless you've got serious disabilities, you know, and then it goes higher because some people require special monthly compensation, special things, aid attendance, uh, they're housebound, and uh, you know, if you, I tell you, you know, you know, it goes all up to the R levels, R1 and R2. If you deserve an R level compensation, you're pretty much a maimed individual. Oh, you know, uh, yeah, and, uh, without a doubt. Know. Yeah, so that's just the way that rides. And it's, uh, you know, it's not a uh, it's not a negative thing, you know. I mean, I like to see everybody survive and be take care of them because, you know, that's what they promised to do is take care of their veterans. And, uh, you know, sometimes you see a lot of stuff in the mail and news and, you see a lot of negative things, but in the general, you know, generally speaking, the VA is good. In general, they they try to help, and if they can't help, they should help. Uh, sometimes bureaucracy gets in the way. You get some people that don't understand the entire process that try to, I guess, make a statement and things like that, and it gets ugly. I've seen it get ugly before, but I, you know, you polish it up real quick, it's pretty. So. Well, the main thing is is uh, to have your your facts uh, and documents uh, when you sit down to talk to them and say, according to this, this, and this, uh, I'm entitled to this, you know, whatever it may be. Well, you can Uh, let them tell you, would I I be entitled or not? They tell you not, then that's when you lower the boom on them. Yeah, that's uh, you know, easily that's out So they know you know. That's the main thing. If they know that you know you're entitled to something, mm-hmm. uh, they're more apt to work with you. Actually, to tell you the truth, girl, if they know that you know that you're entitled to it, you need to go one step further. They should also understand, know that you know the rules and regulations regarding the conditions you're asking for. Yes. Okay, you That's know, true, I mean, uh, because uh, some of them out of this fight will make you have to file a claim. Yeah, you have to file, you know, yeah, it helps you make you file a claim. But if you show them that you that you are versed in the Title 38 regulations and, and everything, you know, pertaining to the situation, then they're going to realize, hey, this guy knows what he's doing, so I would probably, you know, you know, we'd probably go ahead and fix this guy up, you know. Yeah. Because I think well, the more information. Go in and be civil about it. You know, if you go in and act mm-hmm. like a jerk, then they'll chance are they going to be a jerk back. But well, be civil about it. Happens every day, buddy. These poor veterans out here, they've got a claim going through the regional office. They've got a big denial letter in their hand, and there's no reason for it to be denied. They're on the hamster wheel, and they're going 60 miles an hour in the hamster wheel. They go to the VA, and only thing they can think about is their claim because they're, you know, they're uh, they're not getting the money they should be getting, and they're in a bad mood. And the poor people at the VAMC gets the brunt of their brunt of their animosity because they're angry at the VA. Yeah, it happens every day. I see it all the time, and it just makes me sick. Well, so many veterans haven't they haven't got it in their head yet. I know we preach it there at Haddock a lot that the VA claims portion is separate from the VA medical portion. Right. And uh, you got to treat them that way. That's uh, right. If you're going to two stores, uh, Sears or Mays, Macy's, uh, if you got bad service at Sears, don't mean you need to go over Macy's and complain to them because there ain't nothing they can do about it. I don't know if I'd go to Macy's. Prices are too high for me. <laughs> me too. I can't go That's to anyone. Listen to, listen to this, guys, folks. The VA uh, so, Hospital. 
The only thing they have to do with your claim is they provide the regional office with medical information about your claim and your history and your and, and your medical condition. They do not adjudicate your claim. They don't approve your claim. Anything that has to do with your claim is budgeted and paid for by the Veteran VBA, the Veterans Benefits Administration. Your CNP doctors and their staff are part of the VBA. Even though they might work at the VA hospital, they're paid for your CNP exam through the VBA. There's coding they use to do that. Okay. You take a risk of alienating someone and you have a serious medical condition, they might just uh, let that slide and you might be in trouble. That's right. You know, always be nice with folks to VA, you know, especially the, especially the hospitals. These people, you know, I mean, they've got a job to do. They're trying to help you. Some of the nicest yeah. people I ever met in my life works with VA. True, true. I met some really nice ones. Yeah. Uh, for instance, my primary care team, I go to Benito, Oklahoma, primary care team there, and uh, they just treat me super nice. I mean, you know, sure. really nice. And uh, uh, good people. I mean, you know, and I, and even when I was going to Muskogee, I, I think there was only one person at Muskogee that I, I never got into it with, but he seemed to want to pick on me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, a phone call to the right guy, and that took care of that. That's all it takes. And That's all it takes. But, uh, no, I've I'm not had... Uh, with the medical side of things, I'm pretty happy with the VA all in all. And it's the people, you know. You're dealing with with really good people, uh, and a lot of them are sincere about what they do, and they're caring people. Now, you go to the claims and benefits side of it, I I think sometimes you run into... uh, some of these cold-hearted dogs that won't do anything for you. That's true. You know, sometimes it's a bad situation. And, you know, it does. I mean, there there's people out there that are evil. Of course, there's well, veterans that are evil, too. But um, Yes, there are some that are evil. And, and I've seen some of them that uh, would badmouth the medical side of things when... Actually, their beef, the uh, benefit side of it, they're, they're two mm-hmm. different entities. That's true, but remember that, folks, and pass that word on, too. If you're in a VA hospital and you see some veteran doing that, ask him, what are you doing, man? These people are here to treat you. They're not at the regional office. Yeah. You know, I mean, you'd probably tell you to keep your mouth shut, but at least you, you told him. The only thing he yeah. doesn't make himself look bad, you know. I've seen them all the time doing it. I seen one guy one time. Uh, they he made a mistake. Was earning the wrong day for an appointment, and they said that uh, uh, something was going on. They said that uh, it wasn't the wrong day. Uh, his equipment broke down, and they couldn't do a procedure on him. And uh, so they asked him to come back tomorrow. Well, he lived seventy miles away, and he was upset and screaming and raising hell to people. And uh, he was mad. I mean, he was really, really upset. And, uh, you know, of course, they couldn't help it. None of his equipment failure. And uh, so they try to explain to him. He said, no, well, he, he's wanting his test done. He's wanting him to uh, eat some components and wire the crap of crap of piece of equipment for him to get his exam done. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't taking no for an answer. I walked up beside the desk there, and I was looking at talking with a worker around the desk. I said, hey, man, I eat in a day. He said, I ain't doing no good at all. He said, what's that? He said, kids, with my test, no, i got to drive back 75 miles tomorrow. I said, really, 75 miles? How much you get mileage doing that? So, oh, I get enough. Why? I said, well, just think, you get two days of mileage, you might have some spending money left over to get your wife by to eat. I said, these folks might even put you up somewhere tonight if you want to stay here. I'll just go home. It's okay. <laughs> that guy looked across the desk at me and said, thank you, you know, real, real polite. <laughs> Sometimes it happens that way, though. Well, uh, some of them just don't understand that they 
there are two different entities. Mm-hmm. They are. Uh, they are. Now, how many of you folks out there drive a vehicle that's got a uh, disabled vent license plate on it? I'd take a show of hands, but I can't see none, so I just uh, I'll take we've got plenty of them. Right, Gerald? Yes. How many of you people I live parking the there? Yeah. You need the license plate. You well, need the plate, Gerald. Yeah. You know why you need the plate? Why do you need you the plate? Put that hang tag in your glove box. You don't need to use it. Because you screw up one time and don't hang that hang tag. Yeah. They could yank. Especially in this state, they can tow your vehicle. Oh, no kidding. Yes, so if you need a license plate, you don't need a hang tag. I mean, you can use a hang tag for a vehicle you get for any other vehicle you ride into, okay? Yeah. You keep that in your vehicle, too, but you put a plate on the back of that vehicle. Beneficial. Well, next time I get one, I'll get a... Mm-hmm. I've had these people, I'd be parking in a handicapped parking place and I'd be in the store. And uh, I'd be coming out of the store and I'd see two or three people walking around the vehicle looking at it. I'd get up real close to them and they'd be, well, he don't have no hang tag on his vehicle. <laughs> I'd look at him and I'd say, really, he don't, does he? I'd walk on by the vehicle. I said, oh, look at his license plate. Oh, I see it. And, you know, that happens. That's happened to me six or seven times in the past two years. They do, man. They patrol them parking lots looking for them license plates. They do. If you if you don't have one, they'll call the law on you in a hurry. <laughs> oh boy. He's got my parking place. Happens every day. He's got my parking place. I didn't know they owned that parking place, did you, Joe? No. Mm. Uh, for handicapped people. <laughs> <laughs> Happens every day. No. Folks, I hope we educated you enough today and get some information out that you can use. We like to pass along, you know, information that's confirmed and positive so you guys can use it to, you know, to improve, uh, you know, your thought process and whatever, and maybe give you some ideas, of, you know, on how to, you know, further enjoy your disabilities that you do have because, you know, you didn't ask for them, but, you know, you got them, you might as well enjoy them if you can. Well, at least uh, get your benefits. Uh, uh, if you have a benefit coming, try to, you know, if it's something that will help you, use it. That's mm-hmm. what it's there for. And if you're still able to do stuff, by all means, get out and do it. Yeah, oh, Life is too short, you know. Go see things, you know. That's go a, camping or fishing or mm-hmm. take the kids somewhere that... Disneyland or uh, anywhere, you know. I seen a lady post the other day on one of my RV sites. She said, she called up the family and said, okay, folks, meet me at my house here next Monday. And they said, why? She said, because that's Thanksgiving and Christmas together in one thing. I'm going south. <laughs> <laughs> and she, sure enough, she headed south. So, you know. Big world out there, a lot of stuff to see. Yes, you know. And there's a lot of good people to meet. In my opinion, people, if you like to travel, you better get it, get it done now because that benefit may not be available in the near future. Uh, that's sad, but so true. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. The way our economy is, the state of affairs of the country mm-hmm. and everything. Well, we people try to use it. One month is next what's going to transpire. Well, they're trying to use the Constitution's toilet paper. Well, they are, and I and, hate uh, that's got to stop. So, but we'll get off that. That's just something we want to bring out. But now, gave us good ideas. Uh, so go out, and get your home loan, get your adapt, get your automobile grant, and go see a dealer near you. I'm sure they'll take that check. They like that money. Oh, you bet. That worked for you. But do advise, you are planning on buying a vehicle, especially a GM product, between the first, between now and the 1st of January. If you go spend the $99 membership at Costco and join Costco, it's not a commercial for Costco. It's just a benefit to you. They'll let you, they'll give you the card, and you go to a Chevy dealer, and you buy your vehicle. 
and you get to buy the vehicle at the supplier price for cheaper, plus all the you know rebates and incentives. Plus, Costco will give you seven hundred bucks uh, Costco cash in your pocket, so you can just about pay for your Christmas there. Costco do that? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You look up Costco Auto Program, Joe Peter. Look that up. It's under www.costco.com. Look up the auto program. There's two memberships. There's got the executive membership and the regular membership. The executive membership is going to pay you 700 bucks. Cold, hard, Costco cash in your pocket. They got a Costco well, in Springfield, Joe? Uh, huh? They got a Costco in Springfield? I think we got one in Bonita. I remember saying we drove by going to the VA, I believe. Bonita? Not a very big store, but. Just how far is that from you? They probably got one in Springfield, I would think. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's similar to Sam's Club, but a little better benefits. Well, yeah. Mm. It's very similar, but good benefits. Get old Sam's if they'll mention. Sam's. <laughs> the Walmart boys. <laughs> <clears throat> Sam's Club. We're going to go to Sam's Club. Do we want to go to Sam's Club? Or don't we? Well, we've got three minutes and 28 seconds left, Gerald. Let's go ahead and shut this one down early. I think we've got good information out to the folks. Uh, yeah, it's important stuff, although uh, some might think it's kind of repetition. But uh, remember, folks, we're always getting new members here on at it. And, and uh, also, uh, if you can see your way of doing it, uh, uh, T-Bird has a donation uh, button there. And uh, uh, I think she can take that PayPal thing, ain't it, John? Yeah, she takes uh, PayPal. If you get an opportunity and dollar to help, uh, mm-hmm. uh, throw in a dollar. Kind of help T-Bird keep the side going. Yeah, uh, Lord knows she needs it. She's been out of pocket awful lot of money. And... Yeah. Uh, so every little bit helps. You know, yeah. it don't have to be ten, fifteen thousand dollars although that'd be nice. Mm, no, we don't want to do, <laughs> don't want to do that. No, it's not, you know, uh, teach you but, what you uh, can, you know. Just give what you can. And, mm. and uh, uh, it'll sure be appreciated, I'll tell you that. That's a fact. But... Um, and and let us know uh, uh, there on Hatted how you uh, what your thoughts are about the radio broadcast and what kind of job you think we're doing if we're doing one at all. I think uh, we'll put a poll up, Gerald, and see what they listen to. And uh, let us know like uh, the different topics you'd like to hear. Uh, we'll try to accommodate everybody we can. Uh, of course, you're not getting in my little black book. You, ain't, you, you don't get it, but no, uh, we're pretty good about book. giving out some good information. That's our plan, Joe. Our goal is to give out as much good information as we can. Uh, that's our objective. Make it as factual as possible. And if we say something that ain't right, don't don't hesitate. Call us on it, and we'll we'll sure make it right. Uh, we want the the best possible, up to date information we can give out, mm-hmm. and uh, that way, uh, Lord knows, a poor veteran gets misled enough. We don't want to be part of that program. No, we don't. Well, we got about 30 seconds up there, so well, well, thanks for coming on and helping me today, buddy. Well, it's been my pleasure, John. I appreciate the invite. Listeners, I thank you for listening to the show. Uh, always catch us in the archive. 
24-7. And with that, this will be Jay Basser. We'll be signing off for now. You have been listening to the Basser Hour. The Basser Hour is brought to you by Hadit.com. Stay tuned next week for another edition of the Basser Hour and the Hadit.com Blog Talk Radio Show. Thanks for listening. Hey, like that ending, son. That's a good one. Good. <laughs> All righty. We, we did pretty good. I'll catch you after a while, buddy. We did okay. Oh, we did okay. We did good. Yeah, yeah. Tell Sheila, she missed a good opportunity. Come on and become famous. Yeah, really. <laughs> 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 All right, we'll see you later, buddy. Okay, okay John, be careful.